Good morning once again. And uh, we started out this new year. We've been talking about God is good. That's our theme that we are going through for the, the period right now. God is good. Because that's got to be our foundation of everything. Because we can't have faith. We can't truly believe we're saved if we don't believe that God is good. And Satan knows this, and he knows that if he can distort this image of God, he has great power with that. Let's uh, read from the Word, and we'll be in uh, Jeremiah 17, 5 and 8. Jeremiah 17, 5 and 8. Just saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm and his heart depart from the Lord. For he shall be like the heel of the desert, and shall not see what good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places and wilderness and the salt lands, and not the inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be the tree planted by the waters, that shall spread us out her roots by the river, and shall not see the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. It, uh, last week we talked about prayer. We talked about putting our, our trust in the Lord. And it was, you know, there's times that God will show himself and God will show out. And there is no doubt that that is God. And you know that Satan will do the, the same thing. And uh, we spent last Sunday up here, and we were, in my opinion, doing a pretty good job of, of talking about prayer and relying on prayer and not giving up hope and not allowing ourselves to fall into doubt, go back to default negative thinking, and that when our fellow person gets down, that we've got to surround them and uplift them with hope as well, and that it's always Hope is always God till God says it's over with, till the bitter end. And, uh, you know, just like clockwork, we leave here from this dynamic message and telephone rings. And I get a call that says, hey, your boys might have been exposed to, to COVID. That you need to take precautions and, and, you know, go through the quarantine period. And I'm like, wow. I was like... There you go, right, right on time. Uh, and, you know, the, the first thoughts to come into mind was like, well, hey, God, what's up with that? You know, here it is. I'm trying to send a good message out. I'm trying to teach and I'm trying to show how good you are. And then, look, I got to deal with this now. What kind of example is that setting? So then we push away the default negative thinking that automatically comes and we go to what the truth is that God is good. And we know that, we know that these things don't come from God. That that is the work of Satan. So, a little bit of, of prayer time. And uh, repenting from my negative thinking. And then praying for protection. Praying for, for healing and for health. So... Yes, there was concern, and yes, we took precautions because, you know, even though we have faith, we also exercise common sense and we exercise 
self-precaution, then we do what we can do. Because a lot of times we forget about that, doing what we can do. And we did all those things. But we had faith in the Lord that everything was going to be fine. And it was. We're now through the, the, the period. Everybody's happy, healthy, and, and safe. And I lay that all on God. So even though we had something negative to work with, God was able to turn that around. And here is a, an example now I'm able to use today for all of you. But, you know, with that and, you know, my own personal experiences, and I believe God allows me to go through a lot of things so I can use that to share with others. And questions that arise, you know, from when you teach people have questions, they have comments, they don't always agree with you. You know, there's always more pieces of the puzzle going together. We get this one little thing, but that's not all. You know, for everything that we learn, there's more questions that need to be answered, that need to be taught. And that's the way it's supposed to be. We shouldn't just take one little piece and just go with it and that be everything we base our foundation on. We want to get a broad picture. We want to know everything there is about God. We want to know all the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. We want to do all these things. We have to keep asking questions. We have to be spiritual scientists. We have to want to learn. So... Uh, there's times when we're not going to get an answer or the answer we want. And we got to know what to do about these times. I've been rambling on, just got to hit the ground running. So let's take a moment to take a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask, thank you for this opportunity to get into your word, Father. We thank you for just allowing us to be here today to hear your word, Father. We ask you to take myself out of the way, Father, and just let your message come through. We ask, ask us to open our hearts and minds to receive. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So, what do we do when God doesn't answer? Because that's real easy to fall back into that thing. And we don't want to think God's not paying attention, God's not hearing us, or God's not doing, because that's some of the things that we talked about last week that we start off with that causes our doubt and our fears and a mistrust of the Lord. So we're going to look at a few examples of this, and probably not going to get to all of them today. We're going to get look at a few and, and go through and, and see. And uh, let's look at a, another word of Scripture. And we're going to be in James 4, 2 and 3. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have. You cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, ye have not have, because ye ask not. Ye ask and not receive. Receive not, because ye ask amiss, and it may consume it upon your lust. Now, we've heard this, these verses in many different forms many times about we have not because we ask not. And it seems very straightforward, but are we, are we really asking? You know, and it may seem, seem difficult, because there's so many different things that we don't see coming in life to be able to ask for protection for all of these little things. But I want you to think about what happens when trouble comes. You know, we've, we talked about it before, but let's, let's review. What do we do when trouble comes? We go back to a negative pattern of thinking. We start thinking about 
What is the worst case scenario? We start thinking about how we can fix this situation. And the first thing we should be doing is, is seeking God's help. And really, what does that mean? If we are needing advice on a situation, we need to ask God and give God the opportunity to respond to us. Open our hearts and our ears to hear what God has to say. So many times we're in a panic prayer because we've done did all that we can do. We've ran through all these horrible scenarios. We see this darkness at the end of the tunnel. We don't know how to get ourselves out of the jam. So we are sitting here and we are not talking with God. We are not having a active prayer with God. What we're having is is a begging session. We're having a negotiation. We're promising all these things we're going to do. And I know we've, we've been there before. We've seen it. Oh, Lord, if you'll just help me out of this situation, I'm going to come to church every Sunday. I'm going to pay all my tithes. I'm going to live better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do all these things. And it doesn't happen. Because once the, the danger ceases... And things start go back to normal. What do we do? We resort back to what we did before. And, and we beg, we plead. And it's like our prayers sound a lot like this. Oh, God, please, 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 please. you got to hear me. Please, I'm in a different situation. We explain everything that we're going through. We don't have to do all of that because God knows what we are going through. We have... As a born-again believer, the Spirit of God inside of us. And that Spirit works with us to communicate with God. Because there's times that we are experiencing great stress. Whether it be a, a physical stress or an emotional stress, we get times when our bodies, our human fleshly bodies, that are weak, that are within sin, these things, they can't withhandle this pressure sometimes that gets put on us. But we have the spirit that can speak upon our behalf. And... There was a testimony I heard one time about a man and that he was in a bad situation. He was in severe pain. He'd been injured. And he couldn't form together a prayer. But he could do one thing. He could call upon the name of Jesus. And that one act allowed that transfer of power to allow the spirit within him to communicate with God, to know what the needs were at that time. I know what that's like because I've been in pain before. 
And I'm kind of a wuss. I don't like pain. So it probably affects me more than it should. But I don't like pain. But I know what that's like to be, not be able to communicate with God in a meaningful way. To be able to structure a prayer. To be able to structure a communication. To be able to have my needs be known. But yet, when you call upon the name of Jesus, he already knows. And that pain subsided. The situation was taken care of. A lot of times we don't even, we don't even think about that. We don't think about who our source is for everything. Our source of relief, our source of provision, our source of healing. It's all God. All through the name of Jesus. But we don't, we don't ask. You know, we don't hear too much about the, uh, the things of, of religion. We don't hear too much about the things of God because the world wants to suppress those things. You know, and they have all these different surveys. And uh, they spend millions of dollars every year with these different surveys. And, and they have written surveys. And they call and they take all these kind of surveys about all these different things. And they want to know things about your political views and how well you like a certain product. It's all these different things they take surveys for. And they have all this statistical data. And I find a lot of it fascinating what people like, what people do, what people believe in. But, you know, there's things I would like to know more of. I would like to know how many people consult with God before they cast a vote. How many people consult with God before they make a decision? How many people consult with God about their needs? And considering the condition of the world, I would say that these things are very low because as humans and us even as Christians many times in life we are reactive instead of proactive and if we would be proactive in our prayer life we could avoid being reactive to a lot of the things that happen to us see we don't think about things like our health when we're feeling good we don't thank God for the good days. We don't thank God that we're healthy. We don't thank God for healthy children. We don't thank God for all these things. We don't ask for these things to be continued. What we do is we wait around till things turn for the worst. And then we beg for help after we exhausted everything else. We have to be proactive. And then... We blame God. Well, God, you didn't protect me. God, you didn't look over me. And God should be saying, you didn't ask. I give you free will. I allow you to choose whether you want me in your life or you don't. And obviously you didn't want me to because you did not ask. And it says it right here. You have not because you asked not. We have to ask. And then we have to be very specific 
and what we ask for. Remember, God has no limitations. And think about how much time we actually spend in prayer. You know, for some of us, it's maybe before we go to bed at night, maybe when we wake up in the morning, maybe before a meal. And a lot of it's canned and cookie cutter and pretty realistic. Realistic, You know, we just utter the same things over and over again. We cover the same bases. We don't really have meaningful conversations. And we kind of just go through the motions. But God wants us to communicate. He wants us to tell us, tell him exactly what we want. Because we leave it so broad, so broad. You know, when we have a, a loved one that's, that's sick, we, we'd ask them just to be healed. That is so broad. And there's so many different ways that God can go about doing that. We can have the instantaneous miracle where they wake up the next morning, everything's fine. We can have them go through the care of doctors and be healed through that process. And we can, have, we can even have them die. That's right. Because if they are a born-again believer... They are in heaven. No more pain, no more suffering. But that's a very broad range of what God can do. And we are leaving it broad for him. One of my most touching moments with God is when he answered a prayer for me, Exactly the way I asked for it. Exactly the way I asked for it. You know, there's been many times in life I've prayed for things and things have turned out okay, but I could have took it in a different direction. You know, if I had my choice, I would have rather things been different. And there's lots of reasons these things turned out that way. But this one particular time when... As a parent, you're faced with a scary thing. They say that your child needs an operation, that they have a, a defect that has to be fixed. And of course, you have to make these choices as a parent. Because if you go through with it, there's all these complications that could happen. If you don't go through with it, there's all these complications that could happen. Now, no matter what you choose, something could go wrong. I didn't want to make that choice. So I asked God, I said, I don't know how you intend to fix this, but I do not want to make that choice. I want her healthy. I want her whole. I want her healed. But I also do not want to make that choice. And we were led to get a second opinion. And they went and did some more tests and consulted. And a few days later, we received a phone call. Not from a nurse, not from a secretary, but from the actual doctor herself. Because she said, 
I very seldom get to deliver news like this, and I wanted to do it in person. Said that the defect in your daughter's heart is in a place that does not fix itself. It does not close up. But from the time that she got her first scans, the first opinion, to the time that we took our second one, it had closed up more than 80%. We have an entire team of doctors here that have no medical explanation about how this happened. But we all know what happened. That was the intervention of God. We have to be specific in what we ask for. And to do that, we have to start training ourselves to look past the fear. Look past everything that the world throws at us. And be able to focus on God and that he is good. We don't get a lot of miracle stories because everybody has an explanation about how it's something else and everybody wants to take the credit for it. But it's God. It's no accident. The people that come into our lives People that show up on a certain day, the people that we interact with, they were put there for a reason. These paths are being lined up for us to cross. And everything we do is a building block in faith. And I'm not saying that we're not going to be scared. Fear is always going to be there because it is what? An emotion. And an emotion is something we have no control over. There are going to be things that's going to make us angry. There's going to be things that's going to make us sad. There's going to be things that make us scared. But these are all emotions. And the one thing about emotion is we cannot trust them. Because God does not say, follow your emotions. God does not say, follow how you feel. God says, follow your heart. God says, follow his word. God says, believe, have faith. So many times, we're not always going to feel good. We're not always going to see immediate results. We're just going to have to believe that God is good. So we can push all that away and focus and think and devote some time. Think about everything that we need to be in prayer for. Everything. You know, we get in our little circles, and we've talked about the circle principle before, how we do and we move out. But, you know, even on the furthest level away from us, we're still all intertwined in a way. We're still all part of this, this family. We're all brothers and sisters. And we're all part of this kingdom. And we're all affecting each other in ways. You know, we think about ourselves so much because that's what 
get that the most and then we think about our our family our children and then our our parents and then we it keeps us just blossoming out um, we go to our, our church our local community but as we go to these different steps out you know we keep getting further and further away from our focus you know it's real easy to think about what we need but what about everything else how many of us has prayed for our nation how many of us has prayed for the things that's going on in the world today I don't think very many because we're not seeing a movement of God. We're not seeing God's power at work. In the last 72 hours, we've seen things that was good, that's been accomplished over the last few years, that's helped the American people being stripped away. And that's not because God is not protecting us. It's not because God wants us to suffer. Not because God wants us to put us in turmoil. It's because we are not seeking Him. We are not asking. We are not being direct in our needs. We're not thinking about Him at all or we're thinking about Him in our own little world. We've got to pray bigger. Pray bigger. We are limiting God so much. And even as, as Christians, we're throwing up our hands and say, well, this is the end. Let's just ride it out. Wait for it. Come on back, Jesus. Just come on back. I'm ready. Let's go. God doesn't ever say, give up. God doesn't say, just wait. God says, go, do. You know, we don't know how long that we have here on earth. We don't know if we're got a few years or a few hundred. Only God Himself knows when Jesus is coming back. And people have been making predictions about it and they're trying to figure it out and everything, but the fact is, you're not going to know. Not till it's too late. So what we can do now is make the, the most of it. I would like to see things get better. I would like to see more souls saved. I would like to see us living our best life. To have all of our needs met. To be happy, healthy, whole, prosperous. But we can only do that if we allow God to work. We have to have faith. We have to believe. And we have to pray and pray bold, believing, specific prayers. Bow with me.